0: International. Greetings to all of you who are joining us this morning uh, via Instagram, via Facebook, via YouTube, uh, Periscope, Twitch, and Vimmo. So those of you that are watching, however you are watching us this morning, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is our 12th week, 12 weeks in a row of Fellowship of Champions eChurch. And we are so happy that so many of you have Uh, Continue to join us week after week. We are praying for you, that you are staying safe, that you are doing those things necessary to keep you and your family safe. And uh, we we pray that you keep returning every week uh, to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Pastor Sean is going to be on in just a moment. She's going to be teaching this morning. Uh, She's going to be talking about uh, the God of the harvest. Those of you that are on Facebook or Periscope or YouTube, you can see the title there. Those of you on Instagram, I want you to know that. She's going to be talking about the God of the harvest. I have just a couple of quick announcements that I'm going to get out of the way because I want her to have as much time as she needs uh, to teach this morning. You know what we do when we come in the room. We come in the room, we give God some praise, we give several hearts, we give some uh, smiley faces or whatever you do to show us how you're feeling. Uh, let us know where you're watching from. Uh, Whether you're watching from the East Coast or you're watching from the West Coast or you're somewhere in the middle uh, Let us know what city you're watching us from Also, let us know if you're a first time visitor Let us know if this is your first time uh, joining Fellowship of Champions E-Church We'd love to know that, we'd love to uh, say hello to you Also, remember when you come in the room, make sure you tag your friends Make sure you share to your page, make sure you share to any groups that you have the rights to share to. We want to get this out. Amen. Listen, I want to just say real quick before Pastor Sean comes here. yesterday, uh, many of you know, those of you that are connected with us, I made a plea uh, to the partners and the friends of the ministry. Uh, We had some families uh, that were in need of some financial resources. And I can't tell you how proud I am of all of you, because in less than four hours, hear me, In less than four hours, you got sold in such a way that we were able to bless somebody who was needing some assistance. And so I appreciate you. Uh, I, I decree and declare a blessing over every person who gave, over every person who had a heart to give but didn't have it to give. I want you to know I am decreeing and declaring a double blessing on you. So I appreciate you. I told Pastor Sean the other day we were talking and I was saying that this and this, is the, this is the most fun I've had pastoring a group of people. You guys just make it easy. So I appreciate you. I love you. I miss you guys. It's been 12 weeks since we hung out face to face. So uh, hopefully things get better. People do what they need to and we can return to meeting. But we want to make sure when we do that, when we do it at a time where it's safe to do, uh, and not just for the, for a few people, but for everybody. So come on in the room, come on in the room, come on in the room, tag, share. Let us know where you are from. Let us know uh, where you're watching. Let us know if you're a first time visitor. Tag some friends, share to some groups, give some hearts, give some smiley faces, and let's get ready to welcome Pastor Sean. As you know, we always make a couple of announcements about this, those of you that are joining us. Listen, we appreciate you being here. You may hear some things today that challenge you. You may hear some things today that stretch you. You may hear some things today that cause you to grow or even question what you've been taught. All of those things are not bad. So if you are here this morning and you decide (laughs) that you don't like what's being said, we respect the fact that you can choose to leave leave the group. What you cannot do is put negative comments in the group, though. (laughs) Uh, We have people on every platform uh, who are watching that and while you can uh, share your feelings or, or not share your feelings, we want to to those who are here for the word. So we always make that little disclaimer. We always have one or two people who come on and some of them are just trolls. You know how to get in here. It works. Uh, But we we block trolls real quick So uh, if you don't be a troll You won't get blocked Amen Praise God All right. I think that's all that I have to say I'll come back near the end If Pastor Sean wants me to To say a little more (laughs) She says yes I'll come back at the end But right now uh, What we're going to do Is go ahead and get started As you know Instagram only gives us an hour And so uh, I don't want to take a bunch of time With announcements It is 6 And so I'm going to ask Pastor Sean to come on up here And then I will reset uh, I will reset uh, Instagram. Uh, hold on, I just messed that up. There you go. I think I just... <laughs> I forgot I can't move that tab like that. I will reset Instagram uh, at about 11.06. All right, thank you very much. And hopefully I didn't mess up. Well, you turned it all the way over there. It's Is it back now? Yes, yeah, back.
1: Good morning, good morning, good morning. Praise the Lord, saints. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He is worthy to be praised. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on and give the Lord some praise. The Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So I need my praising, saints. I need to hear you this morning. Praise the Lord. Lifting up his name for he is worthy to be praised. Glory to Man, it's been 12 weeks. And um, but, you know, what I just want to say is that God is good and God is a keeper. God is a keeper. How many you know that God is a keeper? And as the old saints say, um, he'll keep you if you want to be kept. Praise the Lord. He will keep you if you want to be kept. And so I'm excited to be here this morning, and I am going to encourage you guys, all of our FOC partners, all of our virtual partners, good morning, good morning, all of our first-time visitors. We love you. We bless you. We speak um, life and peace to you. I'm going to encourage you to grab your notebooks. I'm going to encourage you to get your Bibles, and I am going to encourage you, most importantly, to open your heart to what the Holy Spirit would say to us This morning, I am really excited to be here. Uh, Y'all see my shirt, girl, preach, because I'm a girl who preaches, amen? And so, you know, maybe one or two times a day, you'll have an opportunity to be like, girl, preach, right? But, you know, I'm super excited about what God is doing at this time because I believe in the goodness of God. Um, I am thoroughly convinced that God is faithful. I am thoroughly convinced that God is honorable. I am thoroughly convinced that God is good. I am thoroughly convinced that God is a keeper of his word. In fact, in Numbers 23, it says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent of anything. That means if God said it, he will surely come to pass. Now, sometimes that can be challenging for us because his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And his timing is not our time. And so it can feel like, well, when is God going to do what he said he was going to do? Well, the first thing I would tell you is that faith believes that God did it the moment that he said it, the moment that it's been said that it's already done. And this is one of the challenging things that many believers have is that they treat faith um, as something that's going to happen in the future. Um, God is going to heal me. God is going to bless me. God is going to restore me. God is going to redeem me as though God is having to think up the solution to our problem. And you should turn and tell your neighbor God already knows what he's going to do because he's already done it. I know that seems long, but God already knows what he's going to do because he's already done it. The challenge for us many times is that we have not brought our thinking in alignment with what God is doing, what God has done. So we stand in a position looking for something as though God is withholding something from us. And God is good. He's not withholding any good thing from us. In fact, in 1 Corinthians, it says all of the promises. Somebody say all of the promises. All of the promises are yes and amen. All of the promises are yes and amen. I really want to challenge you not to get weary in well doing. I know that for many of you, it's been a while since you have been able to gather in the church, in the in in the local building. You it, it's been a while since you've been able to gather, but do not allow your inability to gather together to stop you from gathering in the presence of the Lord. Like, we don't want to become a people that Three months of not being able to gather would begin to make us forget the goodness of our God. That would begin to make us question if God can be trusted. That would begin to make us go our own way and do our own thing. We want to keep our hearts set on God. We want to keep our hearts honorable toward God. We want to keep our hearts aligned and in obedience to God. And we want to keep our mouths speaking what God is saying. Amen. Amen. Everybody say amen if you understand that. Amen. Because God already knows what he's going to do. So I'm going to be talking about how God, uh, he is the Lord of the harvest. And I'm going to be walking through some things that we've already talked about but i want to go ahead and pray is that all right anybody love prayer something supernatural happens when you pray if you don't love prayer i encourage you to be a person who loves begins to cultivate a love for prayer you can join us tuesday night um, right here on facebook because we love prayer and we know for a fact that something supernatural happens when we pray Something supernatural happens when we pray. I didn't say something supernatural happens when we complain. I didn't say something supernatural happens when we question the goodness of God. I said something supernatural happens when we pray the word of God. Something supernatural happens when we pray the word of God. Amen. And we're just believing that the supernatural will be natural in your life. Glory to God. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we give you praise with much thanksgiving this morning. We declare your goodness and we declare your majesty and we declare the righteousness of your name. We declare that all of the attributes of God have been wrapped up in the name of Jesus and that in your word you told us that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. And so we thank you that you are a righteous God who has made us righteous, but that you still do righteousness in the earth. And we thank you that harvest is a righteous thing. And we thank you, God, that you are a righteous God acting righteously on behalf of your people. We thank you for that now in the name of Jesus. We thank you that you said anytime we could see here and understand that we would be converted and healed. So I thank you today that our eyes are flooded with light, meaning you are bringing us in alignment with your ways of thinking and doing, and that our hearts are converted. Why? So that we can produce what you have said in the earth realm, for it is our season and our time to manifest what thus saith the Lord. Holy Spirit, come now, flood this place, every place that's watching, every person that will watch, rest on us, walk with us, lead us into truth, reveal the heart of God to us, Bring us into understanding. Break every yoke, break every chain, break every bit of captivity, break every bondage, break every lie of deception. We boldly declare that this is the season of great harvest. We stand in expectation of seeing everything that you have already done. We see it manifested in the earth realm, and we thank you and praise you in the name of Jesus. Come on and give the Lord some praise this morning. Hallelujah. Go ahead and give the Lord some praise. Bless the name of the Lord. For he is worthy to be praised. If you were at church, I'd have you to turn and tell your neighbor he's worthy to be praised. So I'm going to be talking about some things that are really just going to tie together a lot of the things that Pastor Edwin and I have been talking about this year. But I really want to encourage you. I really want to bless you. Um, and help you come into alignment with your thinking with the word of God. And Pastor Edwin was teasing me this morning when I said, hey, the title of this is The God of the Harvest. And he said, if I type that in there, is that really what you're going to talk about? And I said, it is my full intention. It is my full intention to talk about that because that's what the Lord has been dealing with me about. Over the last several times, if you have had the opportunity to hear me teach, You have heard me talk about how important it is um, for us to operate in um, something Pastor Edwin said to us at the beginning of the year, the the end of last year. It is alignment, agreement, and advancement. Type that, alignment, agreement, and advancement. Excuse me. (coughs) Alignment, agreement, and advancement. Um. I am a firm believer that when you get a word, that it is very important that you sit with that word, that it is very important that you begin to ask Holy Spirit to give you an insight and revelation over that um, word. You know, last year, um, our man of God spoke to us and he said that it would be our best year yet. And for those of us who came into agreement with that word and we saw it be our best year yet. I love it. The God didn't tell him that it would be our best year ever. He told him that it would be our best year yet. And many of us saw all types of breakthrough, financial um Physical healing restoration of relationships and I believe that it is the will of God that he gives us pastors after his own heart and then it becomes our responsibility what we do with our pastor tell your neighbor say it's your responsibility what you do with your pastor it's your responsibility what you do with your shepherd it's your responsibility what you do not just with your shepherd but also with the word that God gives them over your life right. One of the things that Pastor Ellen says a lot is that going to a faith church doesn't make you a faith person any more than standing in a garage makes you a car. And so it's very important for us, for all of us, that we make sure that we steward properly the words that we are given from the people who have authority to speak into our life. Amen. Now, I just want to walk us through some scriptures because in Hebrews, let's go to Hebrews 4 and 12, Hebrews 4 and 12. Hebrews 4 and 12, <clears throat> excuse me. In Hebrews 4 and 12, it says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and of the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. I'm going to read it again out of the Amplified. It says, for the word that God speaks is alive. Somebody say alive. And it's full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breadth of life of soul and the immoral, immortal spirit, and of the joints and of the marrow and of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing And shifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. So basically, it tells us that the word of God is alive. Glory to God. The word of God is alive. Amen. And that in its state of being alive, that what it does is that when we put it in our hearts, it begins to divide between our soul and spirit. It begins to shift through sift through like a sifter anybody who's ever um, baked a cake you use a sifter for your flour it begins to sift through the intentions of our heart so basically the goal of the word is to reveal God to us and reveal ourselves to us showing us where we are out of alignment with God amen now let's go to Isaiah 55, Isaiah 55. These are just familiar passages, scriptures, scriptures that Pastor Edwin and I use all the time, scriptures that Pastor Ralph used. I want to shout Pastor Ralph out. He taught a teaching on Wednesday night about pride and humility. If you have not listened to it, you need to listen to it. It is unequivocally without question the absolute best teaching I have ever heard on the issue of pride and it'll bless you if you let it it will bless you if you can work through not being offended with the word. Because sometimes the reason that the word can't transform us is that we get offended with the word instead of allowing the word to transform us. I encourage you to go and listen to that word. It literally, I had to call him and say, man, it is the absolute best teaching I have ever heard on the subject of pride. And you want to understand how pride works in your life. Why? Because the Bible says pride goeth before the fall. So basically, whenever we fall, when we end up in a place of destruction, we can look and see that in many cases that we had an issue of pride. And so we want to get a biblical understanding of pride so we can deal with pride in our life. Amen. But back to Isaiah. Let's look at Isaiah 55, verse 8. Isaiah 55, verse 8. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my way. Your way is my way. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow cometh from heaven, and returneth not thither, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return unto me void, hallelujah, but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. So he's telling us first the word is alive the word is designed in order to divide our soul and spirit and to show us where our thinking does not align with God. Then it says, I want you to understand you may love me, but you don't think like me. Your thoughts aren't my thoughts. Your ways aren't my ways. You don't do things like I would do things. But then he told us, he says, that's why he says, in- Second Corinthians, we're not going to go there. He says in second Corinthians, he says, but I'm going to give you my spirit because you need my spirit to think like me. Why? Because my spirit is going to reside in you, but my spirit is going to search the deep parts of me. And then my spirit is going to bring you into agreement with me. So, Pastor Elwin gave us this word and he said, "This is a season of alignment. This is a season of agreement, and this is a season of advancement." So, basically, we need to look at this word alignment as a word that's a word that a lot of people in church don't like, but it's biblical, and it is the word repentance. The to align means to repent. It means to bring ourselves from one place into another place. How am I going to bring myself from that one place into another place? Everybody say the word, the word. I'm going to bring myself. I'm going to see that I think differently about something than God does. And I am going to take word of God to move me to take what's out of course, to take the thoughts that are not his thoughts and the ways that are not his ways to bring them into alignment. I'm going to repent. Now, listen, many of us grew up in families where we think repentance is saying that we're sorry and we're crying. But no, that's not what repentance is because you can repent without sharing, shedding a tear. Repenting is the position of changing directions. It is the position of changing directions. So it means that when I find out how God feels about something, I change directions. If my direction doesn't agree with him, you're like, what does this have to do with harvest? Hold on a second. You go get to say, girl, preach and be excited in a minute. But we got to understand that what our pastor was doing is that he was setting us up to win. Turn and tell your neighbor, Pastor Strick was setting us up to win. And if you don't go to Fellowship of Champions, you can still take this word and you can still win. He was setting us up to win. Why? Because he had the heart of God and he downloaded a word from heaven for us. And the word said, listen here, I need you to come into alignment. There are some places that you're a little bit off. You're veering a little to the left. You're veering a little bit to the right. You're moving a little slower than I am. You're going a little faster than I am. I want to bring you into alignment. I want to bring your timing into my timing. I'm going to do that with the word. And then once you know, here's the thing. Once I know that I'm out of alignment with God, then now I got to come into agreement. Everybody's say agreement. I got to come into agreement. I, y'all got to talk better to me than this morning. You, I need to hear you. I need you in the same place because our pastor was setting us up to win. Our pastor was setting us up to win. That makes sense though. We go to a church called Fellowship of Church Champions, we believe. Thanks be to God who has given us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. What Pastor Ellen was really doing was giving us some instruction that would cause us to prosper, no matter what was going on. He was setting us up. So what he said is, listen here. Here's what the word of the Lord said. He said, I am. He said, Here's this, this. This is the season. It is a season of alignment, agreement, and advancement. He actually was giving us more than those three words if we would set those three words before the Lord. He was giving us way more than three words, guys. He was saying, now, when we get a word that says, hey advance alignment agreement and advancement it becomes our responsibility to bring those words to the holy spirit and say okay our man of god said to us that it's the season of alignment how do i need to align he said that it's the season of agreement how do i need to come into agreement with you he said it was the season of advancement what's the advancement that you want to do in my life why do I need to ask that? Because in Ecclesiastes, it says to everything, there is a season and there is a time, which means that for somebody, it could be the season to launch out into business, and to somebody else, it could be the season to go back to school. For somebody, it is the season to have another baby, and for somebody else, the season has wrapped up in that. But if I don't know how God is looking to align me, me if I don't know how God is looking for me to come into agreement so that He can advance me, then what ends up happening is that I'm making a declaration it's my season for advancement it's my season for agreement and it's my season for alignment but I'm not opening myself up giving holy spirit permission to talk to me about what that looks like practically for my life understand that when words are released from heaven those words have both a corporate personal function. Say corporate and personal. I just need you to stick with me today. Those words have a corporate and a personal function. So when our man of God releases a word for us, that is a word for our church as a whole. That word is also a word personally and sometimes it can be a word for the body of Christ. I believe that this word that he released about alignment, agreement, and advancement was a corporate word it's a global word to the body I believe that what God is saying is listen here I'm about to do something that you have not seen me do before but here's what I need you to do I need you to make sure you're on my side I need to make sure that you're thinking like I'm thinking I need you to make sure that you're in right position because if you're not in right position then advancement it's not going to come to you not because you don't love me but because between this word, sit under the flow of this word, and let God speak to you. Are you understanding what I'm saying to you this morning? In 2 Chronicles 20 and 20, he gives us a very important instruction. He gives us a very important instruction. He says, if you believe me, you will be established. He says, but if you want to prosper, you better believe your prophets. Let me read it just like he says it. Let me read it like he says And I want to speak to those of you who are getting weary in well-doing. This ain't the season to faint. This ain't the season to cave in and quit. This is not the season to turn back. This is not the season to back up off of the word. This is not the season to get slothful. This is not the season to forget about the promises of God. No, this is the season to bring yourself into alignment. All right, Holy Ghost, what's in my life that shouldn't be there? What's in my thinking that shouldn't be there? Because I need to get in agreement with what you're doing because something's supernatural is happening i saw a lot of people over the last couple of days say something supernatural is happening there is a shift that's happening and the bible says that the sons of issachar were wise because they discerned the times they discern the times. It is only by the Holy Spirit that we properly discern the times. If we look to our intellect, if we look to our five senses, then we're going to discern after our intellect and we're going to discern after our five senses, which means that our, our discernment is going to be off. But he's given us the Holy Spirit and he said, I want to teach you how to discern the times so you can move like I move, when I move, how I move where I move. Amen. So in Second Chronicles the 20th chapter it says and they rose early in the morning and went forth in the wilderness of Tekoa and as they went forth Jehoshaphat stood and said hear me O Judah and ye habits of Jerusalem believe in the Lord your God so, you, so shall you be established believe in his prophets so shall you prosper it is the will of God for us to prosper. How do we know? 3 John 2 it says beloved Above all things, I wish that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. But he tells us that we are established when we believe God, but we prosper when we believe our prophet. I was thinking this morning that I don't know if Pastor Edwin even knows how prophetic he is. He gives us these words because he's heard from God. He doesn't necessarily say, hey, I sit in the office of a prophet. What he says is you call me to these people. People give me a word that's going to anchor their life no matter what happens. Understand that when God gives us a word at the beginning of a season, that that word is designed to carry us through the season no matter what the season holds. Do you understand what I'm saying? That when God gives us a word, when he gives us a prophetic word, that word is designed to anchor us to where we are going, no matter what life throws at us. We see it when Jesus is dealing with his disciples. He tells his disciples, I will meet you. The other side as they get on the boat there is a storm but he had already told them they were going to the other side what that means is that the storm should not move you why should the storm not move you because the word of the Lord already told you you were going to the other side what we've got to do is we've got to grow up and not be so easy to quit and not get, be so um what's the word I'm looking for not be so quick to throw away a word from God, because things are not moving, they would move. When we started this year, nobody thought that there would be a pandemic. When we started this year, nobody thought that there w- we, w- we would end up having one of the biggest racial uprisings that we've seen in our lifetime. But God knew it would happen, and he gave us a word at the beginning of it in order to anchor us. He said, this is the season to do what? to align, to agree and advance. And then he added something to it. He says, it is the year of great harvest. Somebody shout great harvest. It is the year of great harvest. It's important to understand, I'm not done with 2 Chronicles 2 and 20. I think that this is very important because I think that what happens is, is that many times people sit in churches and many times people like preachers, but what they do is they disregard the prophetic words that come out of their mouth because their lives right now don't look like the prophetic word, but your life today is not an indication of whether the prophetic word is true or not. In fact, if you didn't believe the prophetic word, I can guarantee you that your life is not an indication of whether the prophetic word is true or not. He says you not only have to hear that word, you actually have to believe that word. That means that when we hear a prophetic word that it is the time for us to align, then the evidence that I believe that is that I begin to align. Is this making sense to anybody? The evidence that I actually believe that it was a prophetic word, that it was a time for agreement, alignment, agreement and advancement is that I begin to position myself to do what the word said. So the evidence that I believed it was that I began to align. I began to sit before the Lord and say, what in my life would you like to do? Where am I out of integrity with you? Where do I not agree with the word? Where do you want to change something? How do you want to deal with me in this particular issue? What are you saying for my career this year? What are you saying for my marriage this year? What are you saying for my health this year? What are you saying for my life this year? Because I'm trying to be in alignment with you because you told me harvest was attached to you, not to what." I wanted to do. Amen. Unfortunately, we live in a time where many believers can only hear hear prophetic words that they agree with. We live in a time where many believers only hear can only hear prophetic words they agree with. They would rather call a prophet a false prophet than admit that their thinking is out of alignment with God. Now in Matthew 13, which is one of our favorite scriptures, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but it tells us that the sower soweth the word, and it tells us that anytime we can see, hear, and understand, we should be converted, and when we are converted, we will be healed. When Pastor Ellen releases that word and says, hey, it is the time for alignment. It is the time for agreement and it is the time for advancement. It says that if you can see that beyond your natural eyesight, if you can hear that beyond your natural earsight, if you can hear that beyond your soul realm, if your spirit can really grasp that, then it says that what's going to happen is that your soul will actually begin to be converted and you will experience healing. This is why we must have the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout Holy Ghost. Somebody shout Holy Ghost. This is why you must have the Holy Ghost. Now let's go to John 14. We're just going to let the word speak to us today. We're just going to let the word speak to us. Say speak Holy Ghost. In John 14... 26 it says but the comforter which is the holy ghost but the comforter which is the holy ghost whom the father will send in my name he will teach you all things and he will bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever i have said to you somebody shout holy ghost he says i the comforter is gonna come and he is going to teach you he's gonna teach you what not just information You can learn information in school. You can learn information in a book. He says he is going to teach you what God has said. Not you just go gather information. He says he's going to teach you what God has said. So basically, when our pastor gives us this word, our man of God, this set man of God that's over Fellowship of Champions and in our location and all of our virtual partners. When he releases a word that says, hey, it is a season of alignment, agreement and advancement. Then my job as a believer is to go to God and say, now teach me Holy Ghost. Now, teach me, Holy Ghost. I'm trying to teach you how to be able to receive a prophetic word in a way that it produces something to you, that it begins to cause something to manifest in your life. Let's look at something else about the Holy Spirit. Let's look at John 16, John 16, 12 through 15, John 16, 12 through 15, John 16, 12 through 15. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on and give the Lord some praise. Just stop and take a praise break right quick. Give the Lord some praise. He's worthy. Hallelujah. Come on and share this video with somebody. Tag our partners. If you see partners that you don't see in church this morning, tag them. Because this word is important. Because this word that our man of God has given us is designed to anchor us through the rest of this year. And cause us to prosper regardless. Somebody say regardless. Cause us to prosper regardless. When God gives us a word, that word is designed to cause us to prosper regardless in spite of no matter what. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So now let's look at John 16, verse 12. He says, I have yet many things. This is Jesus talking. He says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. I got something I want to tell you, but you can't handle it right now. He says, "Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He will glorify me, he for he shall receive of mine, and he will show it unto you. All the things that the Father has are mine. Therefore said I, that he shall take of mine and show it to you. He says, this is the job of the Holy Spirit. Jesus talking to his disciples. He says, "It's so much I want to tell you. And I believe that's still true for us now. There are so many things that God wants to tell us. There are so many things he wants to share with us. He says, but you can't bear it all now. He says, so what I've done is given you the Holy Spirit. We talked about a couple of years ago, that God has an IEP for every one of us, an individual education plan where he leads us into all truth. He says, "I, it's a lot of stuff I want to tell you, but you can't bear it. So I'm giving you the Holy Spirit and he's going to guide you into all truth because he doesn't speak of himself. He's only speaking what I'm saying to him to speak. Is this making sense? Somebody say Holy Ghost. This is why you need the Holy Ghost, because the job of the Holy Ghost is to help us properly interpret the words we are hearing, the thoughts we are thinking, and bring them into alignment with what God has said. Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Now, let's keep going. Y'all all right out there? We doing good. He says, now... Mark, I mean, Matthew 11 and 15, Matthew 11 and 15, Matthew 11 and 15, it says he that has ears to hear, let him hear. My question to you is, have you trained your senses to be able to hear when the Lord is speaking? Have you trained your senses to know the difference between when the enemy is telling you something, when your flesh is telling you something and when the Lord is telling you something? He says, because he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, if you're a born again believer, you have capacity to hear. Every born again believer has capacity to hear what the Lord is saying. The question isn't whether you have capacity as a born again believer. It is whether you have trained yourself to hear what God is saying. Have you spent enough time in the word of God? Have you put the word as first and final in your life? Have you submitted your life to the Holy Spirit so that your senses, because the Bible says we can train our senses to discern good and evil. We can train our senses to discern what's God, what's me, what's um, what's the devil. We can train our senses to discern that. It doesn't say that the Holy Spirit will do that for us. He says that the Holy Spirit will lead us into truth and as we let him guide us into truth that begins to be the training and the discernment of our senses. Many times believers will say how do I know whether that was the devil whether that was me or whether that was God. Here's the question. How do you know the difference between your mama voice and your daddy voice or your best friend from college voice versus your best friend from high school voice? Because you spent time with them. So when I begin to spend time with the Holy Spirit, I begin to recognize the voice of God. I begin to understand that even if I am used to doing something, like let's say in my natural life, and this was my natural life, that I cussed people out when I got mad years ago years ago years ago tell your neighbor years ago years ago I cussed people out when I got mad and so my mind told me that it was right for me to cuss somebody out if I got mad at them about something but the more I studied this word right here and I let the Holy Ghost speak to me what I found out is that that was me talking to me influenced by the enemy that wasn't God God ain't never gonna tell you to cuss nobody out I don't care what they do I don't care what they deserve he ain't gonna never tell you cause he's not gonna go against himself so when somebody goes oh I don't really think it's that big a deal to cuss the issue is not what you think the issue is what God said did what did God say to you about cussing oh I didn't ask him I didn't ask him because I'm not interested in alignment oh no no no. let's keep going let's go to 2nd Timothy 4 let's go to 2nd Timothy 4 You want to stick with me because you're going to understand how this relates to harvest. You're going to understand how this relates to harvest. Man, let me tell you something. You ought to be thankful for your pastor. You ought to bless your pastor. You, I don't care what people say about it. You ought to sow seeds into your pastor life. I am telling you, our pastor, Dr. Edwin Strickland, is a man of God who seeks the Lord on your behalf so you can win no matter what is happening. And I'm telling you, You are crazy. Did you hear me? I said it. You are crazy if you disregard the words that come out of his mouth because they are designed to set your life up to win. Let's go to 2 Timothy 4 and 3. Oh, I want to read this out of the Amplify. Now, one of the challenges that we have one of the challenges that we have is that our flesh is an enemy against God. I told you all these teachers was going to come back together. So, as long as I let my flesh lead me, I'm never going to be able to be in alignment with God. I'm, I'm just telling you. As long as I let my flesh lead me, I'm never going to be able to be be in alignment with God. I may love God. I may lift my hands. I may sing. I may say God is good. I may make confessions, but I can never be in agreement or alignment with God when my flesh is the boss of me. Because the Bible tells me that my flesh is an enemy against the things of God. It cannot hear the things of God and it has no interest in pleasing God. The Bible also tells me that as a born again believer, I got a war going on in the inside of me. What does that mean? I got the Holy Spirit living on the inside of me that's trying to bring me into a life of righteousness. And I got the flesh living on the inside of me that wants me to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And that is really the issue for many of us is that we really tr- we struggle with alignment because fundamentally we want to do what we want to do when we want to do it. Now, the Bible says that when you are a person who's led by your flesh, here's going to be the next thing that's going to happen. I got to read it out of the, I'm going to read it out to King James and I'm going to read it out the Amplified. I love what somebody said. We actually got to be interested in alignment. Ask your neighbor, I know you're interested in harvest, but how about alignment? Everybody want harvest and I want to tell you when we get through, you go see that everybody's going to get harvest. Everybody's going to get harvest. It's harvest time, baby. Everybody's going to get harvest. Now, in 2 Timothy 4 and 3, I got to go back to verse 1. It says, I charge you therefore before God, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and at his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Use the word to do what? Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Now, here's what it tells you what the word ought to do for you. That the word ought to reprove you. It ought to correct you. That's why in Hebrews it says, if you can't take correction, you a bastard. It did not say that the word was just something that made you feel good. It said that the word will reprove you. If the Holy Ghost, your ghost, I ain't going to say holy. If your ghost only say good things to you, you ain't got the right ghost because the Holy Spirit is going to reprove you sometimes. It's going to be some times that you are going to do something. He's going to say that the way you did that, that wasn't right. It's going to be some times he's going to rebuke you. He's going to call you by your name and say, oh, you you out of bounds. I need you to back up right there. He is going to correct you, and then he's going to extort you. He's going to encourage you. He's going to tell you that you fearfully and wonderfully made. But the Holy Ghost doesn't just sit back and say, oh, Oh, Sean, I know you had a bad day. I know you cussed the people out, but it's okay. Let me rub you on your back. He says, no, Sean, you need to grow up. You've been filled with my spirit. You have the ability to restrain yourself. I need to talk to you about why you're choosing not to restrain yourself. I want to talk to you about this constant disobedience. I want to talk to you about why I keep asking you not to eat so many sweets, but every day you eating so many sweets. I'm trying to, uh, he he gives you correction, somebody say correction, and we are a people who do not love correction, and the Bible says that when we don't love correction, and we give into our flesh, verse 3 is really where it matters, it says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts, They shall heap upon themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn their ears away from truth, and they shall be turned into fables. Now, in the Amplified, it says, for the time is coming when people will not tolerate, they will not tolerate and endure sound and wholesome instruction." but having itching ears for something pleasing and gratifying, they will gather to themselves one teacher after another to a considerable number, chosen to satisfy their own liking and to foster the errors that they hold. This is basically what it says. It says when I live unto my flesh and the Holy Ghost corrects me for cussing somebody out, I'm going to go and find my friends that also still cuss people out so they can co-sign the era that I already want to live in. Amen. I, I, I want to eat the way that I eat. So I'm going to find some people that eat that way that say to me you only live once you gotta die from something I am gonna use those people to begin to be teachers to me so we can sit in error together and anytime I'm in my flesh I'm gonna find a teacher to co-sign my error if I want to justify adultery if I want to justify fornication if I want to justify not tithing I'm gonna surround myself with some teachers that will co-sign my error Let's keep going. 2 Timothy 5. I mean 2. Let's go to 2 Timothy 2 and 5. 2 Timothy 2 and 15. It says, so now you got to study to show yourself approved. Pull this scripture up because I want you to see this. It doesn't just say because a lot of times when we quote scriptures, we take some of the words off of it. He says, now you got to study to show yourself approved unto God. Not just that you smart, not just that you can link subjects and word verbs together, not just that you know the Hebrew and the Greek, not just that, not just that you study the etymology of the word. He says study to show yourself approved to God. Why? Because he the only one that matters. He the only one that matters. See, here's the thing that we keep forgetting. It don't matter how many people I get to cosign with me that cussing people out is okay. God is the standard. if you're a born-again believer. It doesn't matter how many, I can get a whole crew of people, a whole Facebook group of people that talk about how tithing isn't biblical and doesn't belong to us anymore. It don't make it so. Just because you what you end up with is a bunch of wrong people together, we don't get to modify God's word. That's why God told Pastor Edwin, hey, tell the people they got to get in alignment. They have to get in agreement so they can advance because God is the standard. I'm not the standard. Pastor Sean, what do you think? It's irrelevant what I think. What does God think? Now, what I try to do is think in agreement with the word, but ultimately it's irrelevant what I think because I ain't the standard. I'm not the creator of the universe. I'm not the maker of heaven and earth. I didn't make myself. I didn't make you. So ultimately, what I think is irrelevant if what I think doesn't agree with God. In fact, when what I think doesn't agree with God, it is actually an enemy of God. And I as a preacher and you as a believer can put yourself in opposition of God by disagreeing with God. Somebody say, girl, preach. Now, you may not like it, but it's right. Now, listen to what he says. He says, so our pastor says to us alignment, agreement and advancement, alignment, agreement and advancement. And then the second part of it, he says, this is the year of great harvest. Somebody pull up the word great and tell me, define the word great. What does the word great mean? The year of great harvest. And we almost done the year of great harvest. So, let's look at some scriptures around harvest. Let's look At Galatians 6. Y'all with me? We're going to look at verse 6. I mean, we're going to look at chapter 6, verse 7, verse 8, and verse 9. I'm going to read it out of the amplifier. Well, first I'm going to read out of King James. It says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Remember earlier I told you it, everybody was going to get harvest? He says, because don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. Now, we can even see this. We can see this happening in this nation right now. People are like, oh, my God, America is a Christian nation. He's like, yeah, but America has sown some things, and now America is reaping what it's sown. Now, I believe that one of the challenges that we have is that we believe that because we love Jesus, the only harvest we can get is good harvest. I really do believe that that's one of the problems that we have. We believe that the only harvest we can get as believers is good harvest. That's why we so shook when something happens to us because we have deceived ourselves into believing that every time there is a proclamation, a declaration, a decree from heaven that there is a great harvest, that that just means Oprah. You get a car, you get a car, you get a car, you get a vacation, you get a new house, you get a new man, you get a new dad. But no, no, no. The Bible says, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. You will reap according to what you have sown. What he's saying is, no, let's keep reading. Let's just let the Bible speak. It says, for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. He's actually even telling you where your harvest comes from. He says, if you sow to the flesh, the flesh, the world is going to pay you back. He says, if you sow to the spirit, then the kingdom of God is going to sow you back going to pay you back. He says, when God says this is the year of great harvest, he says it is now time to reap what you have sown. Now we thank God for mercy. None of us ever get all of the bad stuff that we deserve. But here's what salvation does, which is the problem I think we have. Salvation deals with my sin in this aspect. I accept Jesus as my personal savior and I am now longer, no longer at odds with God because of my sin. But me being a believer does not mean that I am now excluded from the natural consequences of sowing bad seed. Is anybody understanding what I'm saying? I don't get to say that because I am a born again believer that I can sow strife into my marriage and expect to have days of heaven on earth. He says, this is the year of great harvest. You are going to reap what you have sown. I believe with all of my heart. That's why God started by saying to us, please bring yourself into alignment because we even had a word about how it was the year of jubilee that it was the year it was the year of freedom if that all of these things were ha- were going to happen It's the year of great harvest. So last night, I'm like, Lord, you just keep bringing this thing back up to me. He keeps saying to me, don't let go of what Edwin said. This word is designed to anchor you in throughout this year. Don't let this word go. But the word can't just be, I take the part about great harvest, but then I I take the part about great harvest because I got itching ears. Oh, I'm going to get that car this year. I know I'm going to get that car. And God does have some cars for some people. But you know what else God got for some people? Some character. Yeah, I said it. He got some cars for you, but he got some character too. Mhm. He got some houses, but he got some long-suffering and some discipline too. He got some financial increase, but he got some correction and some pruning too. See, God is not just into giving you material things as though he is some supernatural slot machine that you put your money in and you hit the jackpot. What God is interested in is confirming our character in word and thought to match what Jesus did on the cross. So not only are we made righteous, but we actually live righteous. That's the kind of preaching don't nobody really, really like no more. But the coaching church had it right when they said holiness is still right. That's why Pastor Edwin was like, You need to align. Everybody's like, Give me harvest, give me harvest, give me harvest. But the question ought to become Do I even want this harvest right now? Hold on, what do I actually have in my account? Have I sown rebellion? Have I sown stubbornness? Have I sown discord? Have I, I, know, I know you brought your tithes in your offering. I know you sent a cash out, but I'm talking about in your life. What is the seed that you have sown? He says, because it is the year of great harvest. So I said, okay, God, if this is what you're saying, you got to walk me through it. He said, fine, my daughter. I am glad to walk you through it. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians 1 and 6. See, babe, I listen to you even when you don't think I'm listening to you. I listen to you. In 2 Thessalonians, there is a scripture that you need to understand that when God begins to talk about harvest, he is talking about way more than financial stuff. the Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians. That's in the New Testament. Somebody say, come on, Holy Ghost. Come on, Holy Ghost. My mama said, preach and teach, girl. Oh, when your mama tell you to preach and teach. Second Thessalonians 1 and 6. Second, the second Thessalonians 1 and 6. You ought to pull your Bible out for this. It says, seeing it is a righteous thing for God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. Now, in the Amplified, it says um, it is a fair decision since it is a righteous thing with God. To repay with distress and affliction those who distress and afflict you. See, this is the part of God we don't want to bring into the New Testament. But this is actually in the New Testament. He says it's a righteous thing. Pastor Edward taught a whole series about it. It is a righteous thing for God to trouble your trouble. It's a righteous thing for God to trouble your trouble. So when we begin to talk about harvest, what we actually hear, we begin to hear from God known as Jehovah Gamola. Jehovah Gamola is the God of recompense. The God of recompense and the God of harvest. They are characteristics of God that go together. He says, yes, I am the God of harvest, but I am also the God of recompense. So the reason I told you to align, to agree and to advance is because the God of harvest is standing up off of his throne and he's about to release some things. He's about to let everybody get what they have sown for. I know you may not like it, but it don't make it not buy. It. It's 28, it's 26 seconds left on IG Bay. Jehovah Gamola. He he is the God of recompense. That means he repays. The reason God cared so much about us Is he said, I want to bring you into a place of correction. Some of you have been so frustrated. Why is no harvest coming? It's been a good thing that full harvest has not come. Because there are areas in our life where God is like, hold on a second. That thing don't align with me. That thing you sold to your flesh. That thing you sold after your flesh. And I'm telling you that that thing right there, that ain't the harvest you want right there. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to give you the harvest that I have for you. I wish that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. You go with Pastor Sean. How, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You with me? Somebody say Jehovah Gamola. When people were saying over the last week, when people were saying there was a shift happening, the shift is Jehovah Gamola is coming. Jehovah Gamola is releasing into the earth recompense. And if you have sown good seed, praise the Lord, you about to get a good heart. But you, if you have sown to your flesh, if you have been unrighteous in your dealing, if you have been fleshly in your decision making, it's harvest time for you too. It's harvest time for you too. Somebody say praise the Lord. Somebody pray, somebody say praise the Lord. Somebody else say, I repent. I repent. I repent. I believe when Ralph begins, we've had so many words of correction, even in terms. Most of our church is African-Americans or people who really have close ties to African-Americans. So when God began to say to us, hey, listen, I know it's a lot of crazy stuff happening in the world, but do not get out of love. Do not get out of love. Why? Because there is a harvest for those out of love. He says, come out of office. Think about it. For years, we've had this. Come out of office. Operate in forgiveness. Deal with your issues. Bring yourself into alignment with God. He says, why? Because you keep asking me for harvest. And because I am a righteous God, I would re- I re- give harvest according to the seed that's sown. And some of you, yes, Lord, I'll say it. Some of you, you have given lots of money but you have lived unrighteously. So yeah, you can get financial harvest, but you have lived unrighteously. You have continued to carry offense. You have continued to carry for unforgiveness. You have continued to be in a state where God is continually having to speak to you about things, and you literally, you're not actually working on it. Your heart is hardened towards him. You have that's why he says, The day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. You have said, you have the Bible says. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Go back to um, Galatians 6. Other people begin to talk about they felt like God was calling us to repent. He was calling us into a place of repentance. He isn't calling us to lay on the floor and cry and talk about how sorry we are. He's calling us to go in a different direction. Sean, stop cussing people out. So-and-so, let that offense go. Let's go back to Ephesians. Verse 7, we're going back to here. He says, be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever, what, what does it say? For whatsoever a man soweth. He didn't just say money, guys. He didn't just say when you do something good. He said, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. When he says, be not mocked. What does it mean? It says don't try to play God for a fool. Don't think that you can live any kind of way and expect the blessings of God to overtake you on your life. In Deuteronomy 30 and 15, it says, See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. People don't understand this. Listen, but because God is a good God who always desired to have relationship with us, God will not make you choose Right thing, tell your neighbor, say, God will not make you choose the right thing. God will not make you choose the right thing. Why? Because God desires to have family, not robots. God desires to have family, not slaves. God is that God did not save you to make you a chattel slave, a make to make you a chattel slave that He owns, that He pulls, and that He beats in order to get to do something. God will not make you do the right thing. He will not make you do the right thing. But he says to all of us, you need to understand, you cannot mock me. You cannot think that you can do your own thing and get the best that I have. And what we've gotten really good at is knowing all of the things that other people need to repent for. On Friday night when we were doing the um, feedback training, one of the things that Pastor Ellen said is that we are trained to remember everybody else is wrong but not our wrong so we know how everybody else played us we know how every all the injustice of everybody else even for the black church we know everything the evangelicals have done that are wrong we know how they stood against or stood up for slavery have stood in silence and not work to dismantle slavery we focus on that but he said don't be mocked you're asking for them to get their harvest you're asking for Jehovah recompense to be a Jehovah of hope Gamola the God of recompense to visit them if I come I'm coming and it's it's our fleshly nature to know the wrongs of everybody else well Pastor Sean, Pastor Sean I thought all my sin was in the sea of forgetfulness yes it means that when you stand before God when it's time to go to heaven that he will not judge your sin to determine whether you get into heaven. He will look at Jesus and you will get into heaven. There is nowhere in scripture that it says that now because you love Jesus, you can do anything you want to do and it's all canceled away. There is nothing that says if I go out here and commit murder because I'm forgiven by God, it's not natural consequences. Or if I have premarital sex and I that, that I am immune from a STD because I love God or that I am immune from financial distress when I won't bring my finances the way God told me or that I am immune from um, sickness setting up in my body when I will not forgive. And I was saying to Ellen, that's why when Ralph was teaching about pride, because really pride is just to make yourself God. Many of us think the battle is about making is, is worshiping the devil. And we like I don't worship the devil. I don't worship the devil. He says, but to sow to your flesh is to worship yourself. It's to worship yourself and Pastor Ellen and I have been in ministry long enough that we understand that there are these things that can happen to you in life and you can seem justifiable for why you don't want to forgive somebody or why you don't want to do something that God said or whatever the case may be. But when you choose to go your own way, all you've done is sown to your flesh and said, I'm God of my life in this area. He says, but whoever sows to their flesh is going to reap corruption. And the truth of it is, is we've all done it. Say all of us. We've all done it. We have all done it. God says, write the book. You say, nope, I'm not writing no book right now. God says, move to so-and-so. You say, I'm not moving there. God says, go to that church. You say, I ain't going there. They don't have no children's church. God says, don't go to that church. You say, I'm going there because I'm comfortable there. God says, sow this amount of money. You say, I ain't sewing it because I'm, I'm about to buy me a big screen TV. Every one of us have made ourselves God unto ourselves. That's why Pastor Elwin said, it is the time for alignment. You repent, repent, everybody quotes. If my people who are called according to my name shall humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, that's repentance. The challenge for many of us is we don't think we have any wicked ways. Or we think that because we have some wicked ways, that the grace of God just covers up everything we've done and we don't have any responsibility to live like anything because God loves us so much that it don't matter how we live. Not true. I am telling you, we are about to see the biggest harvest we've ever seen. We're going to see people get saved we are seeing right now our church is seeing a revive a, a harvest of healings so many people in in march we did a whole um, 30 days in April, we did a whole 30 days of healing and over 150 testimonies, healing testimonies came in and more are coming. We're seeing financial breakthrough, people getting cars that they didn't even pay for, getting new cars paid in full, doors open for houses, new promotions, all of those different things. But what is it going to profit you to get all of those material things and still reap corruption in your soul? What's that going to prosper you? You'll be living in the biggest house you've ever lived in, more miserable than you've ever lived in. Having the biggest promotion, making the most money that you've ever made, and you're st- and you miserable in your soul. Because if you sow to your flesh, you're going to reap corruption. I thank God for our man of God who would come and say, listen, God is trying to set us up to win, And he got big harvest. It is harvest time. It's harvest time. But guys, harvest ain't just your cash apps and your time. The harvest is off of your life. There are some of you that you have been faithful and consistent in the work that God has called you to. And it looks like nobody has seen you. And all of a sudden, it's going to begin to rain over your business and rain over the work. And people are going to say, where are you? Where did they come from? That was the harvest. That was your consistency. That was your faithfulness. And there are going to be people who looked popular and people who looked like everybody was following them. And they are going to be exposed publicly for how they are living. And people are going to be like, what in the world happened? That is the harvest. So we deceive ourselves if we believe that the harvest is just, I'm going to bring some money in and that money is going to bring financial harvest to me and it's going to cancel out. Listen, if you sow in discord in your marriage, the harvest is going to be strife and maybe divorce. So I just want us to do a couple things because I'm about I'm gonna, about to make a prophetic declaration. And I hope Pastor El will come. He's coming over here to close up. And I hope he'll just, you know, he knows way more about Jehovah Gamola than I do. I mean, that's his thing. He's talked about it. Um, but I, I, what I want us to do is to come into a place of repentance. God, I'm giving you permission to bring me into alignment. Anything in my life. Anything in my life. Anything in my thinking, anything in my actions that's mocking you, that's disagreeing with you, that's warring against you. Show me, tell me, even some of you right now, even as I said it, there are things that God is bringing you, bringing up for you right now. There are things that God is bringing up for you. He's like, I've asked you, I've asked you to stop eating that way. That's why you keep getting sick in your body to other people. He's saying, I've asked you to forgive that person. I know they have not changed, but I ask you to forgive them and to let it go and to stop rehearsing it. He is saying to people, even right now, let him who has ears to hear, hear. And we would be, we would not be good shepherds if we just let you believe that bringing your tithes and your offering canceled out every other action in your life. There are people, I hear this by the Holy Spirit, there are people you owe apologies to. You may be thinking they owe me an apology, but that ain't what he said. He said you owe them an apology. There are people that you are dishonorable on your job. You do not work with integrity. There are people you so gossip, you talk about everybody. There are people that you actually are the enemy in your workplace because or your church. Because you sow discord, you get on the phone with other people, you create chaos. You talk about things that God has told you to keep your mouth off of. There are some of us that God just say, be quiet. There are sometimes I want to type something, particularly in an environment like this. I'll type the whole thing out and the Lord like, don't say that. I'm not on that. I'm not in that. And so what we want to do is bring our repentance to the Lord. There are some of you that are in relationships with people. And I don't just mean sexual and romantic. You are in friendships with people. You have covenanted yourself with people that the Lord told you you should not be in covenant with. Hallelujah. So we just want to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we repent. We know that it's so easy to think that we know what's best. We we It's so easy to try to act like we have your heart without the Holy Spirit. It's so easy to feel like that because we've gone to church and we know some scriptures and that we are operating in the way that you want us to, to operate. And so we today, we give you permission to prune us, to bring us into alignment. Every place that they're particularly, I hear real strongly offense. There is somebody, you have a stronghold of offense in your life. You are literally offended by almost everything. I hear the Lord saying that he's like, bring me your offense bring me your offense, and even more some of you are offended towards god you are offended toward god because something did not go the way you thought it should go he says bring me your offense bring me your unforgiveness bring me your stubbornness bring me your strong will bring me your pride bring me your fear Bring me your fear of rejection. He is asking us to bring that as the offering. Lord, if I keep this in my life, it's going to destroy me. I don't want a harvest off of offense. I don't want a harvest off of um, unforgiveness. I don't want a harvest off of stubbornness. I don't want a harvest off of pride. I don't want to destroy myself because you set before me life and, and prosperity or death and destruction and I keep doing my own thing. I repent for that. Holy Spirit, come and wash me, cleanse me, bring me into union with you so I can do what is pleasing to you so that as harvest comes, I can receive all the goodness that you have for me. And we thank you for that now in Jesus name. Some of you may want to give your life to the Lord for the first time. You've never given your life to the Lord. Listen, I don't care what other people say, that God is good and you can come to God any way you want to. You cannot. You can come to God through Jesus. Every place, no matter where you meet him, the goal is to get you to come through Jesus because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Many of you, you've entertained all these other things. You've entertained all of these other doors, all of these other gates that you have left open. Letting everything instruct you beside the Holy Spirit. I hear the Lord saying, "Some of you take more trust in your um, horoscope than you do in the Word of God." Hallelujah! So we want to declare harvest, Lord. We 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 bring we bring ourselves into alignment with you now in the name of Jesus. We submit our lives to you. We surrender to you. And Lord, we want the good harvest that you have for us. And we pray for your grace and your mercy over everything. But Lord, help us not to have the heart to just try to do what it is that we want to do. But to come into alignment with you. Come on, babe. All right, I'm done. I hope you were blessed by that word. I hope that it will empower you and help you to live your best life because God really does have great harvest for you. And I wanna see you get everything that God has set before you. I know that that's the will of God for you. And I know that that's Pastor Edwin's heart for you as well.
0: Thanks, babe. All right, well, praise the Lord. I hope you received the word of the Lord from today. I uh, hope you will take it into your heart and allow it to change you. Uh, God is the God of the harvest. You know, the Bible says that the sower sows the word. So I encourage you to make sure that your words align with God. I make sure that your heart is in agreement with God. Because when you have alignment and agreement, I can assure you that advancement is on your side. Amen? Amen. So let me just make a couple of announcements real quick and then I'm going to get out of your way. Uh, I want to remind you that you can uh, stay connected. You know, I know that a lot of people, the weather's getting nice, it's getting uh, warm outside, and, and and people are starting to, to venture back out. But I just got to encourage you, I got to remind you, you have to be a person of discipline. Uh, if you're committed to to your church, uh, you need to stay committed. That means that you are responsible for the word of God that goes forth, whether that goes forth in person or as it is right now. Uh, going forth over uh, the internet. You're you're responsible for the Word. So don't neglect uh, the Word because the weather is nice and you want to get out and go to the lake or go to the pool. Uh, the great thing about it is that you can listen to the Word, um, even on replay if you need to, uh, but don't get out of the habit of being a person who puts God first. Don't let it, the Word become something that you do when you've done everything else. Make sure you keep God first. We still uh, are allowing you to join us on our Tuesday night prayer. It's still on our public page. It happens every Tuesday night uh, at 8 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time. You can join us on Wednesday nights, and I highly encourage you to do so for Bible study. Uh, it's called Refresh, and, and certainly by midweek you need to be be refreshed, especially if you spend time watching the news and Everything that's going on in our country right now, the number of COVID cases that keep increasing every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, you can't just inundate yourself with with all of that and then not refresh yourself. So Wednesday night, you can refresh yourself uh, by joining us on uh, our Fellowship of Champions page or on Pastor Rafael Marlowe's personal page. Uh, It shows up in both places. We actually share it to some other groups as well. Uh, but you should do that. 830, 830 on Wednesday night. You should join him for the word. And then, of course, on Sunday mornings, uh, hopefully you were uh, you joined Pastor Chris this morning on Kristen Valley Worship's on her page. Uh, you can join her there for worship. And then as soon as that is over, we jump right on here uh, to at 10 o'clock. Uh, for this service. So uh, those are our, our weekly opportunities to be engaged with the Word. We got prayer, we got Bible study, we got worship and the Word. Don't forget, those of you that are watching us from afar, you can be a virtual partner. and We would love to have you to be a virtual, a virtual partner with us. Uh, you can go to www.focchurch.com. That's www. Dot focchurch.com forward slash hashtag connection. Hashtag connection. And uh, they'll, somebody put that in the group. If you want to be a virtual partner, click the link, uh, fill out the information and let us know. I actually get a chance to see those personally. I love to reach out to you. Uh, if you decide you want to be a virtual partner, we would love to have you. We believe that we're growing a community. Uh, of well over 500 virtual partners, and we're well on our way. So we want you to be a part of that if you so desire. Also, for those of you uh, who are partners with Fellowship of Champions, we're gonna remind you uh, about your giving. Uh, I wanna say again, thank you for all of those of you who gave yesterday to the FOC 2020 Faith Project. Uh, That is the fund that we're using to help those that are in need, uh, when they need rent paid, when they need groceries paid, when they need utilities paid, Because while a lot of landlords are uh, working with people, all landlords are not. And so we wanna make sure that those uh, people who who need assistance, we can help them. Uh, And here's what I believe. The Bible says that what you make happen for somebody else, God will make happen for you. And while you may not be in a need today, you may be fine with your groceries, you may be fine with your utilities, and your rent and mortgage may be paid, there may come a time where you need that assistance. And I can promise you that if you've sown into someone else's life, when you need that same assistance, God will make that happen for you. So, again, I appreciate every single one of you who dug into your pockets and you gave yesterday. Literally, in four hours, in four hours, we raised over $2,000 to help several people uh, who need assistance. And I I want you to know that that's not going to come back to you. <clears throat> just in the form of, of the 2000. It's going to come back, pressed down, shaking together and running over the total amount. Whatever you need, God's going to make you self-sufficient in that sufficiency when you need it. Also, just a reminder, you can give several different ways. You can give via tithely, uh, You can give via text. You can give on Givelify, you can give on Pushpay, and you can even just go to the website if you want to. And in the upper right-hand corner, uh, there's a place that says Give, you can give that way. Again, our website is www.focchurch.com, one word, focchurch, one word, dot com. So I think that's all the announcements we have for today. Uh, I do want to remind you about Mindset Monday. Those of you who follow Pastor Shawn, you can uh, follow her on Mondays at noon. Um, it's a great great way to take your lunch break. You can get out and walk if you can do that and listen to the word while you walk. I want to encourage you to get some sunshine. I want to encourage you to not get sunshine doing service, but I want to encourage you <laughs> to go and get some sunshine. You need that vitamin D. It'll rejuvenate you. Make sure that you're staying in a good place. You know, if you need to uh, stay off of social media for a little while or or you need to clean up your social media and get rid of some people, um, you know, do whatever you got to do to protect your peace. Do whatever you need to do to protect your peace. Amen. All right. I think that's all the announcements. Pastor Sean's going to come back. I guess she has something else. I don't. So I'm going to scoot over. No, no, no. Stay there. Oh, listen. They can't see. Scoot your chair up a little bit.
1: All right, so we're about to go, but listen, I just want to say this. I think it's so important, and I'll probably say this a couple of times a year. I think it's so important that um, people really, really properly discern um, the leadership. You're a good leader, dude. I don't just say that because you're my husband. You really are a good leader, and you give us, I think that sometimes because you don't get up and say, Thus saith the Lord, like a lot of people are used to prophet speaking, that people don't always realize that you're actually giving us a prophetic word. And so I know, you know, that um, you've given us so many words. And I just want to publicly thank you, man, just for how your heart is to follow God and to lead us in the places that we should go. And when this morning, when the Lord was showing me Jehovah Gamola, and I was just thinking, man, babe, used to talk to us about that all of the time about Jehovah Gamola. So just tell us. I know it was something I didn't say about it. Tell us what
0: that You did. Remember. You covered it. I you, covered you, it. You did. <laughs> Absolutely, you did. But say it how you say it. That, that's how I say it. it, it you, you did. You talked about Jehovah Gamola being the God of recompense. The recompense means to repay. God's going to repay and trouble those things that are troubling you. Uh, you want to make sure you're not the trouble. That's what I wanted you to say. You want to make sure that you're not the trouble. And so by the way you make sure that you're not the trouble <laughs> is that you get in alignment, right? right? You stay in agreement, right? So the guy can advance you. And then all everything that he troubles is something other than you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we love you guys. Go back and listen to this message um Pastor Streaky is going to be teaching next week and you know I just I really just encourage you to just pay attention man we really do have a really really good pastor you know he cares about every area of the ministry he cares about people that don't go to the ministry, he cares about, you know, he literally cares that everybody in our church makes a living wage. He cares whether people are sick in their body or broken in their marriage. He really, really does care. So when he's giving us these words that are supposed to anchor our life, We don't just want to even hold on to them for the year. We want to use them to build on. So like best year yet, that should still be what we're working on for this year. And the year of harvest on that and then going into the next year. And so I just want to encourage you to communicate to your pastor this week to be a blessing to him to see if there's any way that he needs you to serve in ministry. Let's just make FOC all that God has put in his heart and we bless you and pray that you are satisfied with long life and that God literally will wow you and he
0: will be the Jehovah Gamola who rewards you for your goodness towards us. Amen. I receive. I love you, baby. Love you, too. Alright. Alright. We love you guys. Take care. Have a great day. Be blessed. Remember, walk in love. Live by faith so you can experience God's prosperity in every area of your life. Bye-bye. You want the op Mm-hmm.